0: rooster for your morning all the news you need to know
1: it's the wabc early news on 77 wabc
2: welcome to the 77 wabc early news i'm Deborah valentine with your news sports business traffic and weather here's everything you need to know
0: the top five at five
2: this has been an historic storm without a doubt it is just, it's one for the record books An additional two feet of snow in upstate New York, where deadly lake effects snow total set new records. A gunman kills five and wounds 25 at a gay nightclub in Colorado. Presidential candidate Donald Trump's Twitter account is reinstated after users gave the move the thumbs up. Kyrie Irving's suspension is lifted after the Brooklyn Nets point guard posted a link to anti-Semitic material. Check-up at Disney. Bob Iger returns to the helm as the company's CEO. At least three deaths are reported due to the historic lake effect snow in Buffalo, New York, and surrounding areas. Seventy-seven inches of snow fell in Orchard Park, New York, home to the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo had five feet of snow by Saturday morning. The town of Natural Bridge, right near the Fort Drum Army Base, reported just under six feet of snow. National Weather Service officials forecast an additional two feet by this morning in some parts of the state that were largely spared in earlier rounds. Here's New York's Governor Kathy Hochul. This has been an historic storm. Without a doubt, it is just, it's one for the record books. And as someone who's from Buffalo and has lived in upstate my entire life, uh, we've seen a lot of snow. The inundation forced the NFL to move Sunday's game between the Bills and the Cleveland Browns to Detroit. Three deaths are blamed on this snowfall. Two people who law enforcement said died of exertion during shoveling. A third person, a snowplow operator, also died in the town of Hamlet. The state's record for the most snowfall during a 24-hour period, 50 inches. That fell on Camden, New York, on February 1, 1966. Hochul is asking for a federal disaster declaration for the affected areas, which would potentially unlock some federal aid. Five dead, 25 hurt after a 22-year-old gunman opened fire with a semi-automatic rifle inside of a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs, Club Q. Anderson Lee Aldrich was subdued by heroic patrons and arrested by police who arrived within minutes, according to authorities, on Sunday. A handgun and additional ammo magazines were recovered, according to the official who could not discuss details of the investigation publicly. Denver Nuggets coach Michael Malone.
0: For all of our fans back home, uh, our, our thoughts, our prayers, uh, our love goes out to all those affected by last night's shooting in Colorado Springs. Uh, another senseless mass shooting. Uh, I believe that's our 34th mass shooting this year in our country, which is Eclipses 2019.
2: The El Paso County DA Michael Allen said charges against the suspect will likely include first degree murder. The motive is under investigation. Elon Musk reinstated Donald Trump's Twitter account on Saturday. The move reverses a lifetime ban that has kept the former president off the social media site since a pro-Trump mob attacked the U.S. Capitol January 6, 2021, as Congress was poised to certify Joe Biden's election victory. Musk made the announcement in the evening after holding a poll that asked Twitter users to click yes or no on whether Trump's account should be restored. The yes vote won with 51.2 percent. The people have spoken, Must tweeted using a Latin phrase, meaning the voice of the people, the voice of God. Trump talked about Twitter at a Republican Jewish coalition meeting on Saturday. They have
0: a lot of problems at Twitter. You see what's going on. It may make it, it may not make it, but I, the problems are incredible. Uh, the engagements are negative and you have a lot of bots and you have a lot of fake accounts, which I think they should get on. But Truth Social has
3: taken the place for a lot of people and I don't see them going back onto Twitter
2: it's not clear whether Trump will actually return to Twitter. He has said in the past that he would not rejoin, even if his account was reinstated. He has, of course, since developed his own truth social platform. Kyrie Irving returned to the Brooklyn Nets on Sunday, and he apologized to anybody who felt threatened or hurt when he posted a link to a documentary with anti-Semitic material. Irving offered his most formal apology to date during a press conference on Saturday.
0: I just want to offer my... Uh... Deep apologies to all those who are impacted uh, over these last few weeks, Um, specifically my uh, Jewish relatives, my black relatives, uh, you know, all races and cultures. I feel like we all felt an impact and I don't stand for anything uh, close to hate speech.
2: Irving missed a total of eight games during the suspension, which the Nets said would be for a minimum of five games without pay. Bob Iger is returning to the Walt Disney Company as chief executive officer. That's effective immediately. Current CEO Bob Chapek has stepped down. A statement from Susan Arnold, the chairman of the Walt Disney Company's board of directors, thanked Chapek for his service, including navigating the company through the viral pandemic. Iger spoke highly of Chapek when he named him as his successor. That was back in 2020. Here he is speaking to Bloomberg News.
0: The board has been engaged in a process for quite some time considering who best to succeed me. In Bob Chapik, we have someone that not only knows the company very well, having run a few of our really important businesses, including parks and resorts, but he's also someone that we know very well, and we couldn't think of a better candidate to take over the company at this time.
2: Iger has agreed to serve as Disney's CEO for two years with a mandate from the board to set the strategic direction for renewed growth and to work closely with the board in developing a successor. All right. President Biden, Joe, has become the oldest person to serve in the Oval Office. He turned 80 on Sunday. The president's 80th birthday comes as the political focus shifts from the midterms, of course, to the 2024 presidential election, with former President Trump last week announcing a third run for the White House. Biden hasn't formally announced. Representative Adam Schiff on ABC said he thinks Biden should run again.
0: I think he should. I think he's uh, extremely capable. What he's been able to do in the last two years Uh, is an unprecedented level of accomplishment. If he wants to
2: continue, I'm I'm for him. Biden marked his birthday with a brunch hosted by the First Lady, Joe Biden, according to White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre, the day after the Saturday wedding of his granddaughter, Naomi Biden, on the White House South Lawn. Former President Donald Trump will likely face some tough Republican challengers if the Republican Jewish Coalition's annual leadership meeting at the Venetian this weekend was any indication. Republican figureheads toying with the idea of running against Trump spoke to hundreds of attendees this past weekend about their visions for the country, the importance of the country's alliance with Israel, and how the Republican Party can be more successful in future elections. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, possible contender for the GOP nod for president.
0: The pain of defeat couldn't be accepted and put the country first. And for every moment since then, every moment since then, our party has been diminished.
2: Rather than criticizing his potential opponents, Trump speaking via live stream on Saturday highlighted his accomplishments to help the Jewish community, including opening an American embassy in Jerusalem, withdrawing from the Iranian nuclear deal and signing the Abraham Accords to create peace. Former House Speaker Paul Ryan praised outgoing Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Sunday, even as he acknowledged his policy differences with her. He appeared on ABC. It's an impressive legacy.
3: I mean, obviously, she and I usually disagree on things, but first woman speaker, um, a career to be proud of. And frankly, I think about her husband Paul a lot these days. I just feel so awful about what happened to them. She has an incredible legacy and career to look, look back on.
2: And Pelosi, of course, served two stints of four years each as Speaker, both before and immediately after Ryan's two terms in the role, acknowledging his party's unexpectedly underwhelming performance in this month's midterm elections. Ryan blamed former President Trump. If Trump is the Republican nominee for president in 2024, Republicans will likely lose the White House, Ryan thinks. More clues into the murders of those four University of Idaho students. Two of the four slain students called a mystery man about 10 minutes shortly before their murder, according to the sister of one of the victims. Victim Kaylee Gon Calve's sister, Alavia, told Inside Edition that her sister made these calls about 2.30 a.m. on November 13th. That was the first call. Alavia also revealed her sister's roommate, Madison Mogan, called the same mystery man three times. Between 2.44 and 2.52 a.m., the New York Post redacted the name of the man because he hasn't actually been named as a suspect. Moscow Police Captain Roger Lanyer here. Investigators are aware that multiple phone calls from Madison and Kaylee's phone were made to a male subject. The online reports stating that the victims had been tied and gagged are not accurate. Police believe the isolated targeted murders occurred around 3 or 4 a.m. on Sunday and that the coroner revealed the victims were likely sleeping when they were killed a week ago Sunday. No signs of forced entry were found at the home and no arrests had been made. No suspects have been publicly identified nearly a week after those four murders. One person died after a bus carrying Brandy's University students crashed on Saturday night, according to the university. A bus contracted by the university crashed on South Street in Waltham, Massachusetts while traveling to the university. The bus was on a route through Cambridge and Boston when it crashed about 10.45 p.m. Waltham Fire Chief Andrew Mullen told reporters on Sunday that there were multiple injuries but would not say how serious they were. Brandy's senior VP of communications, Dan Kim, spoke to ABC News. This was a a terrible
1: and tragic accident that took place on South Street last night. Uh, A student died, and
2: our entire community uh, is gathering as we work to uh, work through this and to give each other uh, emotional support. First responders transported a total of 27 people, mostly of which were Brandy's students to local hospitals. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa.
2: what you're hearing there, 400 powerful explosions from Russian shelling shook Ukraine on Sunday, including the Zaporizhia region, the site of Europe's largest nuclear power plant. That happened on Sunday. Fierce ground battles shook the eastern Donetsk province, Ukraine's president said in his evening update, the nuclear facility that has been the site of fighting between Russian and Ukraine forces since Russia invaded on February 24th has caused huge concerns because of nuclear reactors there. The fighting has raised a specter of a nuclear catastrophe ever since Russian troops occupied that plant during the early days of the war, which began on February 24th. In renewed shelling, both close to and at the site, IAE experts at the Zapparese facility reported hearing even more than a dozen blasts within a short period Sunday morning. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Justin Ellick has a look at sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am a
3: Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Rough week 11 here locally as both your Jets and Giants took steps back with losses for the Jets, a completely absent offense that led to their 10 to 3 loss in New England against the Patriots. Zach Wilson and company managed all of just 103 yards on offense and six first downs with Wilson registering just nine completions on the day for a measly 77 yards. It was the defense who kept New York in this one holding the deadlock at three until Marcus Jones walked it off with an 84-yard punt return touchdown. Here was quarterback Zach Wilson following the game on if he thinks his offense let the defense down. As an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. no. Mm, precarious answer there, Zachary. As tight, uh, as, tight as the FC East is. Jets had a chance to move into first place with a win, but instead fall all the way into last place with the loss now sitting at 6-4 and overall. As for the Giants, they couldn't slow down a streaking Detroit Lions team at MetLife as they fall at home 31-18 for their third loss on the year. G-Men tried to feed their man in Saquon Barkley, but quickly had to resort to the air after falling into a significant hole before halftime. It was the Lions' D that really just had an answer for everything the Giants were trying to do on offense as they forced three turnovers on a frigid afternoon to hold momentum throughout. Here was head coach Brian Dable on the conditions at MetLife and where New York's mindset is at? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a little windy, but there's. You know, look, there's no excuses. We didn't do a good enough job. That starts with me. Um, so we got a short week. We got to get ready to go to Dallas. Dallas week indeed, now 7-3. The Giants sit in third place in the NFC East behind the Cowboys and the Eagles heading into week 12. Over the hardwood now, the Nets felt Kyrie Irving's presence in his return to the court, besting the Memphis Grizzlies at home by a score of 127-115 in the guards' first game back from his suspension. Uh, Irving only registered 14 points in his 26 minutes on the floor, but injected some life into the likes of Ben Simmons, who clearly had his best game of the season with 22 points on 11 and for, uh, for 13. From the field, as for the Knicks, they got beat pretty good out in Phoenix, 116-95. to Jalen Brunson, he led all scoring with his 27 points, but it wouldn't be nearly enough as the Knicks get set uh, to take on the Thunder in Oklahoma City tonight in an attempt to bounce back. That's tip off set for 8 p.m. And looking ahead to action on the ice as well, the Devils get set to host the Edmonton Oilers at 7, and the Isles are in Toronto a half an hour later to face off with the Maple Leafs at 7.30. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77
2: WABC. Here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This
1: is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
0: Wall Street posted another losing week last week. Despite better-than-forecast retail earnings, Friday's rally didn't help the market. All three major indexes finished with weekly losses. Investors looking to rebound now on this short holiday week. The Fed's November minutes due out this week. Wall Street looking for more clues to what the Fed will do. Will it slow its pace of interest rate hikes? A drop in October's CPI and more recent economic data point to a 50 basis point increase next month. The latest consumer confidence update due Wednesday, two days before the biggest shopping day of the year. This week's data could provide a better idea of the impact of inflation on the holiday shopping season. Dell Technologies leads off earnings reports this week. street forecasting another quarterly decline in dell's earnings and revenue pc sales continue to sink after the pandemic spike please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 wabc this is the lou dobbs financial report
1: keep listening for more to 77 wabc for the lou dobbs financial report
2: Checking futures. Everything's in the red this morning. The Dow down 80 points at 33,695 down 0.24%. The S&P 500 down 19. NASDAQ has dropped 71 and a quarter points. Gold down $12.20 an ounce and crude oil at $79.71 a barrel. That's down 37 cents. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time is 520. The body of a New Jersey hiker who has been missing for days has now been discovered. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has more.
1: The Bergen County Prosecutor's Office says another hiker found the remains of 41-year-old Hector Zamorano inside the Ramapo Valley Reservation Park on Saturday. Zamorano, a Mahwah native, vanished last Sunday. Police conducted coordinated searches for him earlier in the week. The Bergen County Sheriff says no foul play is suspected in his death. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC Early News.
2: Well, it was a busy Saturday night in Hell's Kitchen where cameras captured a man hurling a huge rock right at the front door at Ver's. It happened four times and three and just in the last week. David DiPero-Lisa, the owner of the gay bar on Ninth Avenue, told ABC7 he chose to install laminated glass, fearing this would happen again.
3: I'm worried about what the next move could be and whether they would do it to other gay bars in the neighborhood. And so that's why it's important to get the word out and why we're talking.
2: Although it is not clear why the suspect targeted that location, DiPero-Lisa says it is particularly upsetting given the horrific mass shooting in Colorado Springs. Sources say the deadly attack in Colorado unfolded during a drag show in what is considered a safe place. Another safe space is uh, Tito Murphy's on West 46th Street, where they held a moment of silence for those that were lost in their community. New York's Governor Hochul announced police are stepping up surveillance and protection for communities at risk of hate crimes of course, uh, Thanksgiving coming up and the big Macy's parade coming up on Thursday. And we will have a preview of that later this week on the 77 WABC early news. And the average Thanksgiving meal is up 14% this year all across America due to inflation. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz reports. These folks are cutting back. We're just not buying as much to have so many leftovers. So we're not going to have as much on the table. Kids are kicking in this year. Usually they make mama do it, you know, but...
1: The average cost for a classic Thanksgiving feast is a little over $53 for 10 people. This according to a survey by the U.S. Farm Bureau. It's the most expensive dinner in the 37 years of the Bureau's holiday survey. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz.
2: Police are searching for three people who harassed and attacked two subway riders. This happened in Midtown. Detectives say a man and two women demanded that a 42-year-old man and a 41-year-old woman give up their seats. The victims told cops the suspects made anti-Asian remarks and punched the man in his head. This home went down Saturday evening on the shuttle that connects Grand Central Terminal to the Times Square subway station. The suspects ran off when the train pulled into Times Square and an investigation's ongoing. So far, no arrests. Gambling revenue is down in New Jersey. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown.
0: It's not that people aren't betting. State officials say it's because Atlantic City casinos, horse tracks, and their online partners are winning less money. Just $445 million. That's down 1% last month compared to October of 2021. And when you look just at in-person wagering, that's a 7% drop. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News.
2: Well, schools across New York State have been given an ultimatum to stop using Native American names as school mascots or they face losing federal funding. Schools out on Long Island, for example, in Brentwood, Manhasset, Sawahaka, Massapequa, and Syosset have teamed have teams with Native American names or images as well. The New York State Department of Education says that schools must make these changes by the end of the school year or face penalties that could include things like the loss of school officers and funding. There is already a Change.org petition to retire Massapequa High School's mascot. Two years ago, Shelter Island School voted to retire the name Indians. Well, some new digital signs on New Jersey's roads and highways were designed to grab attention, but those messages such as don't drive high or hold on to your butts has gotten the attention of the federal government. The Federal Highway Administration is telling the New Jersey Department of Transportation to stop using such messages or its message boards scattered across the state. Its reasoning was posted in a manual to states, the messages rely on hidden meanings or cultural knowledge to understand, thus tend to diminish uh, respect because of its tone and similarity to advertising. Some drivers agreed, telling NBC New York, that anything taking people's eyes off the roads wasn't a good thing.
0: I don't think it's appropriate. Why? Um, Just too cutesy? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, they're making rhymes and fun. at something that maybe somebody may think different.
2: So the feds can control the signs out there on the highways, but not the state DOT's Twitter feed, which is still showing there's room for humor. The state had no comment on the Fed's veto other than to say it was trying to be creative in order to catch people's attention as they get out there and drive on the roadways. All right. An actor from a beloved 1990s TV series has passed away. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has more. Original Power Rangers actor Jason
1: David Frank is dead at the age of 49. TMZ reports he died by suicide while living in Texas. Frank is best known for his role as Tommy Oliver in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that debuted back in 1993. He was originally cast as the Green Ranger, but later assumed the role of the White Ranger and leader of the crime-fighting group. He returned from many adaptations of the series over the years. Frank was also trained in a variety of martial arts and had a brief career as an MMA fighter. He survived by his four children. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77WABC Early News.
2: 77 WABC News Time, 529. If you missed the Top 5 at 5 and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com.
1: It's the WABC
0: Early News on 77 WABC.